0: The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel.
1: Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again Let all who are thirsty come to Him Will you drink deep? Come to the water of life You will never thirst again Let all who are thirsty come to Him Come and draw from the well of salvation Be made clean, let Him wash you in truth He is the fountain of living water Come and be made new Will you drink deeply of Jesus Will you come to the water of life You will never thirst again Let all who are thirsty come to Him He can refresh you in the desert Where your sin left lost on the brink. He is the fountain of living water. Come to Him, dear sinner, and drink. Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water? and live Will you drink deeply of Jesus Will you come to the water of life You will never thirst again Let all who are thirsty come to Him Will you drink deeply of Jesus Will you come to the water Thirsty come to him.
0: He was the commanding officer of the army of the king of Syria, a great warrior, a great man. He had been very successful in his raids into Israel. Israel was in a desperate time of famine
2: as a punishment from the living God of heaven. This commanding officer is a husband and a favorite of the king of Syria. He was a valiant and fearless warrior. But there was a problem. I don't know how it happened. But one morning, perhaps, when he was putting on his helmet, he saw a rash on his forehead. What's this? I haven't seen this before. So he rubbed it put on his helmet, went and did his job. And that night he looked at it again. And he did this a number of days in a row. He didn't tell anyone. He just kept an eye on what was going on on that rash on his forehead. it did not get better. It only grew worse, became very tender to touch, and it slowly began to sink into his mind and his heart. His life was over. That he had the dreaded disease of leprosy. A leprosy was a category of many different kinds of problems. But he identified this as leprosy. And finally, he had to go to his wife. And he had to tell her, honey, I have leprosy. That was a death sentence. Literally, it was a death sentence. Is this proud commanding officer of the army of the king going to go quietly into the night, shut out from his people? Leprosy, a dreaded disease of his day. You understand what this means. It means that he can no longer go home. Where is he going to go? It means he can no longer lead his troops. It means his life is over.
0: I don't know what he would decide, but I can imagine a powerful warrior like that saying, I'm not going to die with a whimper with my face half eaten off. I'm going to re- lead one last party and I'm going to take out a, a lot of the enemy. And okay, I'll die.
2: I'll die by a sword in the challenge. However, you look at it, his life is over. Wife is grieving. She doesn't know how to deal with this. Well, welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenley from the National Prayer Chapel. The title of this broadcast today is When All Hope Is Gone. Now, I'm doing this
0: story today because my hope was beginning to drain away. started two or three days ago. I still believe God would come and heal me because I don't have leprosy, but I have a broken right hip.
2: And either God comes and heals me or my life is over. It's that simple. Well, go to a doctor, Ray. Well, I can't because the Lord gave me a command. He said,
0: wait upon the Lord. He didn't say, wait upon a doctor. Yes, I'm the kind of man who takes literally the word of God
2: in my own personal life as well as in my public life. Back to the story. Naaman's wife is grieving. In one of the outings that the the Syrian army made, he brought back home a little captive girl from Israel. And he gives her to his wife. And she trains her as a as a household servant. There was a a good connection between them. The little girl was bright, capable, and she liked Naaman's wife. She saw there was something wrong with the family. She saw Naaman's wife being held close in embrace and
0: and crying as any family would as they accept the end of their family they accept the sorrow
2: of death coming upon their family they accept that it's not going to get better that there is no hope hope is gone We have a way of just living toward the inevitable. I've seen it
0: many times. My late wife was given a certain amount of time, and then the doctors expected her to die.
2: Well, how do you deal with that? One of the ways you deal with it is honestly. Another way you deal with it is by going to God
0: and pressing Jesus in the prayer closet so hard that finally he answers and lets you know,
2: no, I'm not going to save her, Ray. That's what the Lord told me. No, he's coming home with me. That brought a lot of tears, a lot of sorrow. A well, anguish. I didn't accept that. No, oh, Jesus, you can heal her. I know you can heal her. The ones I feel sorrowful for today are, are the ones who have a, a wife or a husband in a terminal condition. And you haven't had the courage
0: to go to Jesus and find out what his disposition is toward your husband or toward your wife. It's just going to happen the way
2: it happens. That's what happens in this world. I'm not willing to live that way. My Lord and Master is Jesus Christ, and I want to know
0: what he wants, because I am his servant. I'm not my own servant. I am Jesus' servant.
2: And I need to know what Jesus wants to do concerning my situation. Well, after that incident, little girl is told that her master leprosy and that their family will be breaking up and that there's no hope for him and that he will be gone a little girl with a a winsome smile and a a wishful heart
0: knowing that what she's going to suggest is so outlandish that there's no possibility that he would ever even consider it. She said, if only my master would see the prophet who is in
2: Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. What? There's a prophet in Samaria? that could heal, that could heal my husband, yes. He's done many wonderful things for people, and you could trust him. Well, she immediately went to her husband and told him that there was one last chance. She wanted him to do it. Naaman was a proud man, powerful, proud man. Naaman said, okay, king's going to find out anyway. I'll go ask the king for his permission, not to go in a raiding party, but to take a full war party and go Israel and find this man, this king, whoever he is, that he could heal me. King immediately of Syria, by all means, go. Yes, do this.
0: It's one last chance. I don't want to lose you.
2: I'll send a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman took the letter from the king of Syria, addressed to the king of Israel. And he took with him ten talents of silver, 6,000 shekels of gold, ten sets of clothing. That was about 750
0: pounds of silver 150 pounds of gold.
2: This was enough to set a man up as a wealthy, wealthy man. As soon as the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his robes as a sign of absolute, He said, Am I God? Can I kill and bring back to life? Why does this fellow send someone
0: to me to be cured of his leprosy? See how he's trying to pick a
2: quarrel with me? King of Israel had no confidence in the God of Israel. They had apostatized. They had chosen false gods. They were under the punishment of God with a desperately bad famine, no rain. This king of Israel had no idea that the prophet could heal him. He lived in a normal world, in a natural world
0: where where things like this just didn't happen. There were no miracles
2: taking place in Israel. They had turned away from the living God of heaven. Oh, you should hear people today. Oh, pastor, you've got to go to a doctor. God doesn't heal today. It's the same atmosphere.
0: It's the pagan atmosphere. We don't believe in the living God of heaven anymore. Oh, yes, he's a nice pet.
2: But you don't pray and get an answer and go with it and watch God work a miracle. I don't know what God they're worshiping. but That's not the God I worship the god
0: i worship is alive he is powerful he is the lord of lords
2: and the king of kings he is he is jesus he is a healer god yes elisha prophet heard the king of Israel had torn his robes and he sent this message.
0: Why have you torn your robes? Have the man come to me and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. What he's really saying is, send him to me and I'll demonstrate that there is a God in Israel today.
2: That was something totally denied by the king of Israel. And most of the people of Israel,
0: they were worshiping pagan calves in Samaria.
2: They were worshiping the Baal gods, the the money gods. Not the gods who can heal the sick or restore a man's life to him. So Naaman, his horses, and his chariots, his whole entourage, they stopped at the door of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a message out
0: to him. Go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan.
2: Your flesh will be restored, and you will be cleansed. Amen. Tore off. Left. Angry. He was insulted. He said, I thought that he would
0: surely come out to me, stand and call on the name of his Lord, his God, wave his hands over the spot and cure me of my leprosy. Are not the rivers of Damascus better than any of the waters of Israel? Couldn't I wash in them and be cleansed? Turned and he
2: went away. He left in a rage. Think about it. He thinks he knows how gods deal with healing. He doesn't know anything but he thought the prophet would come out and at least put on a bit of a show for him? It looks, Naaman, like all hope is gone. The show won't go on. He's got to travel home with his leprosy. got to lead that one last raid and die because he can't live at
0: home with leprosy. He is separated from society by his leprosy.
2: His leprosy becomes everything in his heart. As I was reading this story and meditating on it, the early hours of this morning sometime, around 5 a.m. I'd been planning this story as I meditated on it. You know, we, we think we know how God works. Or we've just blown him off completely and we enjoy the rituals. We pray a little bit, of course. Holy Spirit, my husband is dying. Would you you heal him?
0: Holy Spirit, dear Jesus, I'm dying. Will you please
2: cure me? Oh, Father, my precious wife is dying. I've lost my job. I'm going to lose the house. I've lost the love of my life. What am I going to do? We have all kinds of tragedies that happen
0: to us in this modern age. How do we handle those tragedies as they come? Most will handle those tragedies
2: by saying a few prayers and a few people will pray for them. A few people have prayed for me, but, but not really praying for me. Not really sincerely going after clear answer from God,
0: because they don't know how to touch the throne of God for themselves, let alone for someone else. Do you know how to touch
2: the throne of God for your wife or your husband or your pastor? Know how to touch the throne of God for yourself? The answer for most of you is no, I don't know how. I've never had to.
0: Because as life rolls along, you're clearly knowing that it's rolling along just the way it rolls
2: along for everybody else. And so, why am I special? Why would God do something for me that he won't do for everybody else?
0: How do I know there's a God in heaven? Oh, I say, yes, there's a God in heaven, and yes, I'm a Christian. But are you really?
2: Have you gone down to the mat like Jacob did? Have you wrestled with God? That was the
0: pre-incarnate Jesus who was wrestling with a man.
2: Have you wrestled with God for your wife or for your husband? or for yourself or your child? Have you wrestled with God for an answer? Sometimes I think too far away from God to ever get an answer, that, that our wife or a husband would,
0: or child would die, or we could finally get to God because we're so far away from him. We're so caught up in the world and
2: the responsibilities of life. We're so caught up in the pleasures of life. Have you ever really gone down there with God and prayed until you got a clear answer from him, saying, yes, yes, or no, I won't. God is the
0: arbitrator of reality. God is the one who determines who will
2: live and who will die. Jesus is our judge. Have you gone down there with Jesus for your job, or did you say some polite little prayers and thank you, Jesus? I know,
0: I know you'll answer, and then of course. He doesn't answer, and you make all kinds of excuses. Well, it was God's will that I lose my job. It was God's will that I be evicted out of my house. It was God's will that... Nonsense. It was the devil's will. Unless you went down there with Jesus until he finally answered you like he did Jacob and said,
2: you have to let go of me. No, I'm not going to let go of you, Jacob says, until you bless me. See, you've put up with all kinds of pain. You've put up with all kinds of medical procedures.
0: When are you finally going to invest in Jesus, what you've invested in everybody else? When are you finally going to go down there and surrender your heart to Jesus Christ, and give up your pride and your arrogance before him, and recognize that he is the only one who can help you, and if you don't hear from him,
2: it's over for you. When are you going to do that? Does it seem odd or strange that a pastor breaks his hip and can't walk and spends now over three months in pain? Does it seem strange to you that he would
0: say to you, you have to go down there with God until you finally get an answer?
2: Well, that's what's happened to me. When is God going to heal me? I don't know, but is he going to? Absolutely, he's going to. He told me so. I have his assurance. Now, in the story, Naaman leaves in a rage. And all of his
0: horsemen, all of his swordsmen, all of his valiant soldiers who go with him to protect his life,
2: they begin to go with him, following him. Then one of Naaman's trusted servants, very close to Naaman, says to Naaman, My father,
0: Oh, he has to say this so
2: carefully or he'll lose his life. My, my father, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, you not have done it. How much more then, when he tells you, wash and be cleansed? Naaman said, All right. This is utterly foolish. But all right. I'll do it. My last chance. Can't go home with leprosy in my face, eating my face away. So, stopped. Jordan River. He went down, dipped himself in the dirty Jordan River. Once is the leprosy still on my face? Yes. Twice? Is the leprosy still on my face? Yes. I'm sure he said some choice things. Some angry things. He was obeying what the man of God had told him to do. And it wasn't working. They said, you've only dipped twice. got five more times. I'm sure he wanted to charge out of the water and say, I was a, a fool. I'm not going to do this. But no, it was his last chance. Do you know some of you are in your last chance with God? You're going to have to do what he's told you to do even though it sounds foolish for you to do it. He dipped himself under the water seven times. And as he came up from the seventh time, his flesh, his face, was totally restored. It was clean like that of a young boy. It was new skin. Then Naaman, all of his attendants, his soldiers, went back to the man of God. He stood before him and he said, Now
0: I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel
2: please accept now a gift from your servant. Oh, he humbled his heart big time.
0: And this is what is required when we come before
2: not the God only of Israel, but the supreme God of the universe. His name is Jesus. He is the king. And all judgment has been placed in
0: his hands. And at the very last, every man will stand before Jesus Christ. And those who have belittled Jesus, who have refused to believe in him, they will not enter into the kingdom of of heaven. Only way to enter into the kingdom of Jesus, thus
2: into the Father, by way of Jesus, as he stands there before the prophet, he humbles his heart and he offers the gift: seven hundred and fifty pounds of silver, seven
0: a hundred and fifty pounds of gold, ten sets of clothing.
2: The prophet answers, As surely as the Lord lives whom I serve, I
0: will not accept a thing. And even though Naaman urged
2: him, he refused. If you will not, said Naaman, Please,
0: let me, your servant, be given as much earth as a pair of mules can carry. For your servant will never again make burnt offerings and sacrifices to any God. But the Lord,
2: he was converted that day. He was humbled before Almighty God. He was converted. Some of you listening to this broadcast need to be
0: converted. You need to stop offering your burnt offerings
2: and your sacrifices to the credit cards, to your lifestyle. You need to humble your heart before Almighty God. And then he says, but may the Lord forgive your servant for this one thing. When my master enters the temple, his God, to bow down. And he's leaning on his arm. And I bow
0: there also. When I bow down in the temple, may the Lord forgive your servant for
2: this. And Elisha just smiles at him and says, go in peace. So he brings back enough soil. Make an altar that he could make his sacrifices and offerings to the god of Israel the arch enemy he now serves the god of heaven now after naaman traveled some distance back.
0: Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said to himself, my master was too easy on
2: Naaman. Surely as the Lord lives, I'll run after him and get something from him. So Gehazi
0: went after Naaman. Naaman sees him running after him and says, oh, there must be a change of plan. He says, is everything all right? Everything's all right. My master sent me to say two young men from the company of the prophets have just come to me from the hill country of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two sets of clothing. By all means, take two talents, said Naaman. He urged Gehazi to accept them, and he tied them up in two bags, and head servants
2: carry them back for him. The talent of silver is heavy. Gehazi came to the hill where the house of the man of God was. He took silver. He sent the men away and they left.
0: Then he went in and stood before his master, Elisha.
2: I'm sure he was sweating now, he carried two heavy bags. Where have you been, Gehazi? Well, your servant didn't go anywhere was
0: not my spirit with you when the man got down from his chariot to meet you? Is this the time to take money or accept clothes and olive groves and vineyards, flocks, herds, men-servants, and maid-servants
2: Amon's leprosy will cling to you and to your descendants. Forever. And Gehazi went from Elisha's presence, and he was leprous, white as snow. And we know from other portions of Scripture that Elisha was tender with Gehazi, And he had that leprosy for a time, and then it was removed, and he was made to repent. This lust in our hearts for lifestyle, for possessions, sexual satisfaction. In the lusts of the heart of man or woman. They rise up and we're determined to, to satisfy ourselves. God lets that wickedness cling to us, take us into the grave. But I want to come back to the main theme of this story. We find in Luke, the fourth chapter, Jesus is in his hometown. They're very angry with him. Jesus said to them
0: in Luke 4.23, Surely you will quote this proverb to me. Physician, heal yourself. Do here in your hometown what we've
2: heard that you did in Capernaum, mocking Lord of lords and the King of kings. I tell
0: you the truth, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time. The sky was shut for three and a half years. And there was a severe famine throughout the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them but to the widow of Zarephath in the region of Sidon. And there were many in Israel with leprosy in the time of Elisha, the prophet, yet
2: not one of them was cleansed, only Naaman, the Syrian. Of course,
0: the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. They drove him out of town and they tried
2: to murder him. Just walked through him and left. Jesus is saying, look, there should have been a run on the prophet Elisha to be healed of leprosy. But they didn't believe that God healed. And many of you do
0: not believe that God heals, that God answers prayer, that you can
2: trust him. You scorn the thought. One of the reasons I'm in this situation is that I've taken a course
0: of action to say, look, I believe that Jesus is my God, a healer God, a God who makes a man righteous and holy, who cleanses him of his sin and of his leprosy, a God who
2: restores.
0: And of course, I'm in a very... Difficult place, aren't I? Because if God does not heal me, I will die. I cannot survive this
2: way. So I have gone down there in my prayer with Jesus. He said to me, Wait upon the Lord,
0: and the Lord will carry you through. What what, what does that mean? It means He will
2: carry me through. I can trust him. Enter my rest, Ray. Okay. Wait on me, Ray. I will wait. Because I want a clear demonstration that no one can deny. Jesus Christ heals today. Can you imagine if that word got out? Jesus heals a pastor. What? You can trust Jesus? Yes. Trust Jesus.
0: Love Jesus. He's my master. He's my Lord. He's my Savior.
2: He's not a a figment of my imagination. He's not a... say it. He's not just a rumor. He's real. He's God. He wants to deal with the leprosy of your heart. He wants to cleanse you and scrub you clean. He wants you to turn away from... Oh, my brother, my sister, can I say something very simple to you?
0: Jesus is on the other side of eternity.
2: Jesus is on the other side of eternity. I plan to live for eternity. So I put all of my eggs in one
0: basket. I put everything I have in Jesus. I have invested my very life in the man called Jesus. And I will wait for him to heal me. And I admit, sometimes
2: my faith, sometimes my hope grows dim. Times like this morning, where he comes and encourages me and speaks tenderly to me gives me a story to read and to understand. I understand this man taking much dirt as he could carry home to build an altar before the mighty God of heaven. I'm waiting on that God, too. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever.
0: He is a God who heals and restores. People say to me, Pastor, are you you healing? No, I'm not going to heal. The bones are broken.
2: They've got to be reattached. They've got to be restored by the hand of God. Oh, he'll do it. He will do it. Trust him. Will you go get serious with Jesus
0: in the prayer closet? Will you go down there like Jacob? Will you go down there and pray through until you hear from the Lord what he's going to do for you or about you or your wife or your child or your job or your house or whatever it is? Will you finally get real with God? and confess your sins and be washed and made clean and put your confidence in the power of God to accomplish what nobody else can
2: accomplish for you, do it today. There's no other way. How do I do it? Just get before God and get honest and tell him your real heart. When it gets painful enough, you'll get honest with God. I know. Hmm. Let's pray. Lord, I come today with my heart filled with hope, faith, knowing that you will do what you have promised you would do, and that I can trust you, mighty God of heaven, that you are not a God who lies. Your promises of Scripture are real, and I stand on them by faith. Mark the 11th chapter. Lord, and many
0: others, I just stand on these promises. I wait upon you. Lord, I don't have anywhere to go. You have my eternity.
2: You stand on the other side of this world. Oh Lord, I come today full of confidence and trust and I proclaim the name of Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Thank you. I want to thank each one of you who have contributed this month of July, that we can finish it up, everything covered. You can write to me at Pastor Ray Greenley,
0: the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346,
2: Woodbridge, Virginia two two
0: one nine five or you can go to our webpage NationalPrayerChapel.com
2: NationalPrayerChapel.com dot com dot com you imagine the reunion when this Syrian officer goes first to the king I'll bet the king embraced him Can you imagine the greeting from his wife?
0: He is restored. He is made whole by the power of Jesus Christ. I love you all. Thank you for listening today. I pray this will encourage your heart and that you will take the actions I'm telling you to take there is no other healer than Jesus Christ. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon. Now unto
1: Him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you blameless before the presence of His glory with grace.